Hey there, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. Now, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review so your friends know that this is a show that they can learn from. Follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. Now, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's happening, Daniel? It's another beautiful day here at the DIY basement, second floor. Sauna. You're in the sauna. If you're in, if you're, if you're, uh, if you're not on YouTube, you can check it out. We uh, we look like we're in a hot sauna, but not, but not. We should do that one time. We should just come in with towels on. No. For the record, those are hand towels. The big towels are on the top shelf. <laughs> Not going to happen. Might blow up our YouTube subscribers. Hey, a um, couple of housekeeping odds and ends. Uh, my ultra marathon training is coming along really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> the important odds and ends are what we're going to first. I ran five miles in the ice yesterday. I was supposed to do 10. Somebody told me that doing five in the ice was like doing 10 on pavement. So Not true. You can just slide. It was fine. I, it was. It actually wasn't all that icy. Uh but yeah, we're we're uh, we're really working hard, and and the tribe. I got to tell you, there's there's a lot of motivational type things going on in the tribe, and I really like that because uh, ultimately, you got to stay motivated if you're going to hit your financial goals, and sometimes it's very difficult to do so, especially especially in an environment where it feels like people are just losing their minds. In my personal opinion. Um, so we're gonna talked about it last episode. We're gonna we're gonna focus on a lot of questions that are that that are going to focus more about the psychology of money. I think that's very very important. The psychology of money. You win the long game by keeping your head in the game. When you start to get crazy and you start to throw, you know, basic common sense out the window, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. So, keep common sense. Keep common sense. That was a good show. Let's wrap it up. Katie we got a question from Katie. This one's going back for a while. It's been in the queue for a while, but again, it, it I've kind of I kind of segment these out for different different times to bring them out. So Katie sent us a question in October. She was a loyal fan then. Hopefully, she still is. Um, so we'll see. But it's a great question, Katie. What do you got? DIY. Hi, Quentin Daniel. This is Katie from Denver. I have been listening to you guys from the beginning, so I have a lot to say, but I'll try to keep it to my bullet points to keep this short. Thank you guys for making money management fun and approachable. My brother and I love discussing and debating everything you guys talk about. I have read the book and will definitely continue to pass that along. My question today is about how to avoid lifestyle bloat. I'm 30 and starting to see my income increasing, as are my friends in this age group. My income is between 100 and 150,000 per year, which is a big jump from three or four years ago. My income is variable, so I try to live on my base salary and save the rest. I save currently over 50% of my income. I have my emergency account fully funded with Ally, and I'm out of debt other than my home mortgage, which is at a very low rate. I invest currently in mutual funds with Vanguard for my savings, and I have a side hustle dog sitting. So I have everything dialed in and in line, but now I'm seeing friends increase spending and wanting to make sure I keep myself in check as I continue to make more in my career and just wanted to get your guys's input on how to keep that lifestyle blow out 
at a minimum. Thank you guys for everything you do and plus one for a little bro talk at the beginning. <laughs> Thanks. Plus one. Plus one. First of all, that I, I means she's she's on board. She give one more, going more, whatever. Check mark to the people who like bro talk. Ah, so it's like an upvote. Upvote. Um, first of all, she is like the most eloquent speaker. I don't know if that was written down, but she just articulates well. I, I'd love to know what your variable income is a result of. Are you a teacher? Are you... I work for the government. I have the highest possible security clearance. I know where all the nukes are, and I know the codes. Because you you're you have a very good, uh, whatever, eloquent presentation voice. There you go. Yeah, but not like to the point of being like a news anchor. Like not no, like very no. like, uh, I don't know, what do you say? No. Like TV personalities, they have a TV personality voice. Like yeah. not that, just like very... This is good. Hospitable, warm, Very good. Yep. eloquent. So, all right, let's first of all poke some holes in Katie's plan. Moving on. <laughs> Katie has no holes. I mean, she's her plan is rock star, right? She has no debt, emergency fund, fast cash. She's got she's a side it. hustle. Saving 50%. Saving 50% of her income. actually saving. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I mean, just she's absolutely killing it. And, and... She wrote in a question to a financial podcast. So, you know. And listen from the beginning. Early adopter. Early adopter. wonder how she found it. Katie, let us know what you do for a living and how you found the podcast. Yeah, I'd like to know. Um, okay. I want to say I'll answer this from my perspective. I used to go to you first. I don't do that anymore. I wonder why not. That's okay. So I'm I, not hurt at all. I think there's, uh, I think there's. It would be foolish of me to say don't spend, don't change your lifestyle, blah blah blah. I mean, that's that's not why you work hard. That's not what you know. That's 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 not what motivates us. Hopefully, hopefully you're motivated by, you know, the future potential of what you can do with your savings and your retirement, the future potential of flexibility with your time, giving, whatever the case may be. I'm a big believer in, first and foremost, when you have figured out what is the savings amount you need to reach your ultimate financial goals, um, then there, thereafter, I think everything can increase proportionately, and you don't have to feel guilty about that. Now, that's a big caveat. What that means is, is that you've done some sort of calculation, and again, we go back and forth about rules of thumb, but I think you need some kind of guideline, and, and it can be a general guideline. And what I mean by that is looking out into the future and saying, well, okay, at some point I'm going to stop working, and when I do, I'm going to need this much in income. And you can work backwards, you can run some math, and you could say, I need to start saving $1,000 a month, $2,000 a month, whatever it may be. Now, you might be finding, I mean, you're, you just said you save 50% of your income doing some rough math after, you know, basically some, some taxes, let's say that adjusted gross income, you're in a, I don't know, 25% tax bracket. I mean, with federal and state. So right there, you're losing 35, $40,000. So you got 110, you're putting $55,000 away. Let's just say $50,000 after you pay your health care, et cetera. So are you literally putting $50,000 away or $4,000 a month? That's fantastic. You have several millions of dollars in the bank. Now, ultimately, in, in, you know, in the future. Now, ultimately, does that mean you, you have to keep doing that? I don't think so. I, I think, again, I think your lifestyle can increase uh, along with other things that are important to you, whether that's giving or wh whatever it may be. But I think it can't come with the sacrifice of taking away from what you've set up as your ultimate goal for income in the future. So again, I think that ultimately, if you set that I want to have $4 million and that's going to take 
whatever, $2,000 a month, and you're already doing that, that's 30 years at 10% interest. Again, there's some variables there you can say, hey, maybe I don't get 10, maybe I get 8, whatever. Thereafter, I think you can you know, chunk that down on more of your house payment or chunk that you know, in a savings account for another car down the line or you're going to spend more on vacations or whatever. It's whatever your priorities are, Katie. One of the reasons I went into business for myself was to be able to travel. I, I desired to travel. I was fortunate enough as a child to travel. It gave me more education, in my opinion, than actual school. It's so I was able to see the world. I wanted my children to be able to do that as well. So we actually spend quite a bit of money on travel. We would spend more if they would allow us to travel internationally right now, but we can't. So that's a big expense for us, but it doesn't come at the expense uh, of, of saving for future, saving for retirement. And it came after paying off a significant amount of debt. So again, I think it can go proportionate, but not, not at the expense of your retirement planning. That is, I guarantee you, what your friends are doing. They are probably maxing their 401k, or maybe not. Maybe they're maxing up to the match, and everything else is out the window, and they're probably just spending the rest. And what the rude awakening for them will be, because we see it all the time, is in their late 40s or 50s, hopefully that early, some are as late as 60, they wake up and go, oh, crap, I didn't save enough. And that's when it becomes problematic. So there you go. That was good. That's all I got. Yeah. Add your add your sweetness. Certainly. So I would say, Katie, uh, one of the important things is to really decide what is important to you. Uh, when you look around and you talk about um, lifestyle creep or bloat or inflation or whatever that is, one of the things that you really talked about in your question was kind of the friends around you uh, are earning more and spending more in various things. And I think one of the really important things to do with your financial life, your financial plan, et cetera, is to really define what your personal goals are. Because just because uh, you see friends buying uh, bigger houses or eating at nicer restaurants, um, buying nicer cars, just generally other things, those actually might not be at all important to you, but there might be this sort of societal pressure uh, because of the circles that you run and that you ought to do that too. And so I think it's really important to define those goals because uh, those goals for you might be things like travel or uh, increasing investments or being more charitable or doing some of these other things. So I think taking a step back and, and really whether it's a quarterly or annual basis, really sitting down and defining what is important to you. What are the goals that are important to you and how do you craft your financial plan and your financial journey to fund those things that are specifically important to you. One of the things we do in our family is we have a spreadsheet. I like spreadsheets, so that's why we have a spreadsheet. And when we get income, it it basically pieces that income out into, you know, here's the amount that goes to living expenses, and here's this goal that we find important, and that's going to fund that, and obviously retirement, and, you know, we we value charitable giving, so this much goes there. And so we kind of define the goals on a periodic basis, and then we ensure that the financial plan that we're following as a family funds those goals, and then we don't think a lot about it in between because we allow it to be funded. So if sort of the lifestyle expense account, you know, the living expenses has X amount on a month to month basis, it's because we chose as a goal that that's how much we want to live within for our budget because we're funding all of these other goals. And one of those goals is like our travel account. So we have an account that accrues as we get income with a certain percentage that goes to travel. And as that account builds up, then, uh, we are able to go on a vacation or travel or 
right now the wife took the kids to see her parents uh, in another state that they live in. Because what are you stag right now? Yeah. Oh, so my. how long? Uh, it was a couple. Let's see. We're right in the middle of it. They come back on Monday. Daniel didn't so. even let me know. We didn't go grab a beer. We didn't hang out. Let's do wild bulls. All right. All right. I can do wild bulls. I'm available all weekend. You're probably I'm out of not. town. I'm not. I'm not now. That's how it goes. Um, and we had an ice storm. We could have hung out. I'm disappointed. I'm not even joking. You think I'm joking right now. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. I'm always available. I, you no, you're not. That is not true. It's not true. Oh. Have a family. And I kids. wondered, you know, not with Ice Storm, it was like, you're like, yeah, I'll work from home this morning. I'm like, that's not like Daniel. He no. usually is in the office like, rain, shine, doesn't matter. We Logan, he had no kids, no wife Logan in knew. town. Oh, my gosh. This is like a conspiracy. Logan and I hung out Ooh, the other night. You did. Now that's BS. <laughs> Logan. Uh, well, all right. Yeah, Are you, were you done? I totally interrupted you. I mean, that's how that's how Daniel avoids lifestyle bloat. He doesn't tell anybody when he can go hang out. <laughs> that's right. If you just don't communicate with your friends at all how much money you have, <laughs> you will not have lifestyle. Or the time, the time you have. Yeah, just act poor. Uh, no, that's not that's not it's <laughs> not a great idea. Uh, yeah, so really define those goals. And I'm actually working through a series on our our um, our general businesses blog posts uh, or our blog series there on how to set these goals, uh, what to think about, and actually the practical steps to go through it. So you can always check that out. But really, it's about just consciously thinking through those goals, funding those goals, and really unapologetically not worrying about uh, whether or not you're able to do some of those other things. And pretty much not worrying about offending your coworker because you don't grab beers with them when the family's out of town. Yeah. Whew. I have reservations at Chili's. I'm meeting my boys. You have a reservation at Chili's? Mm-hmm. That's actually smart. I mean, it gets busy on Wednesday night. Sorry. Anyways. Uh, Wasn't in the budget. That's wife, okay. Wife took all the travel funds. I understand. Anyways, it's a, it's a very difficult... Uh, there's a difference between lifestyle bloat that you know is unintentional and, and then increasing your expenses intentionally. I think that's a huge difference. For the very first 10 years, maybe even longer, maybe it was even 15, no, 10 years at least of our marriage, uh, we lived very, very modestly uh, for a very long time and chose to, you know, pay off debt, chose to reinvest in the business. I mean, you name it. Now that's not the case. And uh, and I'm not I'm not uh, sorry for that. It was the goal. It was the objective, et cetera. Uh, but again, doesn't doesn't change the long-term goals and objectives that we have as a family, just as Daniel alluded to. So, excellent, excellent uh, question, Katie. Thanks for uh, thanks for sending that in. She'll get a fifty dollar, twenty five dollar Amazon <laughs> gift card. Whoa, now lifestyle bloat. <laughs> no more inflation. <laughs> uh, Amazon gift card, and she sent that question to podcast at diymoney.org. Couple of things. She sent it back in October, so we used it. Don't think that, hey, I sent you a question, you know, three weeks ago. You haven't used it. What's up? Do you reply when the questions come in, or should they just assume no. they sent I it? I tried. I tried to do that, and then just got overwhelmed. Gotcha. But we need a, we need somebody to handle that, Logan. Maybe he could do that in the future. Probably a good job for him. I don't know. The second thing is, don't send us a text. Like, don't write your question. You Everybody's writing questions in. We're not going to use them. has to be an audio question for it the podcast. It wouldn't be very good podcast. Yeah. Now a question from Jim. We may repurpose them somehow, but they you won't be part of. There the was a pause Amazon that was supposed thing. to happen there. It would have made really? the joke funny. Steve would have probably implemented like crickets or something. I'm gonna try this again. So if you write a question, this is what it's gonna be like. Now a question from Jim. It's not a very good show, is it? 
Oh, I get it, because the pause is, ah, there's no audio. Cha-cha-cha. We could have talked about that. We could have set that joke up over beers. Could have, but we didn't. All right. Anyways, listen, friends, the secret to wealth is very simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest and do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.